0: My name's mike this is golden age of cardboard hopefully you intended to click on this podcast slash video uh if you didn't just stick around a little bit we're gonna have some fun we are going to do an episode tonight where i i track you know how many people watch how many people listen and it's important to look at trends if you're a content creator you want to see what people like you know at the end of the day I do content a lot of times that i don't know how people are going to react and how people are going to gravitate towards it and then i do stuff that i know people like and this video is one of those because it is still my most watched most listened to golden age of cardboard episode ever was the first episode about this topic and it was a couple years ago now uh I did a deal with John Wade Boggs fan on the Vintage 100 Index, and it was this crazy idea that that he hatched. I hatched. We both had. I guess it was a collaborative effort. Let me let him set the record straight. Let me bring him on. Hey, Mike. John, whose idea was this?
1: It, just- I have to give credit. It was. It was your thought out there because you were <laughs> talking about man. It would be really cool if there was we could see some trends of some of these cards because I think you were doing a video about uh, our sports cards uh recession proof or something like that and you'd man it'd be nice to know like how some of these cards trended during over time and but that would be a lot of effort to, to go back and enter data and stuff and I'm like dude I love number crunching so I reached out to you and said hey can we sort of do this. I'll, I'll do all the number crunching. and Can we get together and, and put this together? We collaborated on what cards. In fact, I think I used your list of, uh, I think it was uh, top post-war Hall of Fame rookie cards or something like that. Added a little bit to it to get to around 100 cards. So I, I do give you the credit for the initial thought and idea and little light bulb. Uh, and I just reached out to you to say, hey, I'd be happy to, to contribute and be a part of it.
0: Well, let me give you all the credit because after we collaborated and worked hard on getting all the initial data back data kind of put in there as, as back as it felt reasonable to go. But going forward, you have been the data master and been doing all of this with zero help for me. And so kudos to you for keeping up with this. Uh, it's got to be a little bit easier. No, you know, you've you've probably gotten good at it now. Uh, and everything with time and practice gets easier, but, uh, it's amazing. We are at the, we're basically going to look at, uh, last year's data. Right. And we kind of have, it's always fun. It's weird. It's just a calendar date, but it, it tends to matter calendar years, people just, you know, with stocks and all other things, everything kind of ends on December 31st and you start over, um, it's re- very arbitrary, actually. Um, yeah. You can pick any day you want, yeah. but I think we, it's telling to what we're going to see tonight in the data, and what it's going to show us. And you and I are going to have a great discussion about it, along with some new stuff that you've come up with. Do you want to talk about that first, or do you want to get into the slide presentation? Yeah,
1: we we, we we first uh, started doing these. I, I did some episodes on my channel where I had you on. Uh, we, we started off on on bench clear here and did some more follow ups we initially we were doing this try to do it on a monthly basis and we realized that it some of these cards some of them don't sell uh in the particular grade every month and it it really wasn't important for us to track things on a monthly basis so i think it was sometime last year i think maybe uh first of march of last year we said hey let's let's try doing something quarterly cuz that may give a Add, add to the trend rather than right. just look at month by month. So I think we did one maybe right before the national. Uh, the last one we did was in October, I believe. So it was the third quarter, if you want to speak uh, in that terms. And then this is another three months later. Plus, uh, I have you know some, some more data that we can uh, look at. But now we've taken everything back from 2019. So we have five full years of data to take a look at to me
0: the more data if you're a data nerd like we are the more data points you have the better picture it tells the more complete picture it tells is probably the better way to say it and if you don't know what we're talking about if you don't know what the vintage 100 index is how we came up with it how this all started we've given you a little bit of it now go just type vintage 100 index in youtube search or on uh, your playlist or your podcast listens and you can find it under golden age of cardboard. Um, I don't even know the date. It was a while ago, a couple of years. Yeah.
1: Ago. Yeah. But um, basically this is an investment advice. We're we're not saying, Hey, here are cards yes, that is. you should buy now or going up or down. It's a general sense of the hobby. If you want to call it market, just where cards are going in general. And it just, I, I don't know. I find the stuff interesting. I, I know you do it as well. Uh, and others seem to find it interesting as well, but that, that the point isn't to say, Hey, these cards here are ones that you should buy now or good buys or ones that were none of that. This right. is just for fun. <laughs> well, let's get into
0: the fun, yep. uh, because you and I get to go into Geekville, uh, where we're co-mayors of Geekville. <laughs> uh, here we go. Uh, you start
1: talking and I'll flip slides. So, all right. Um, you can go on to the, uh, the, the first main slide here, the next one. All right. What's new in in this video for the 100 index for what Mike and I are doing here? Um, I, I guess I'm a glutton for punishment. Um, because if you do the calculation of 100 cards for 12 months in a year for five years, you get a sense of how many data points that I had to manually enter. And that's just for the vintage 100 index. I decided to create three more indexes. What we did with the Vintage 100 Index is we looked at the 100 cards as a whole. And then we, over the months and and, and quarters, we started to take a look at, okay, within those 100 cards, uh, let's look at the cards from the 1950s. And it was a smaller sample of the 100 and the cards from the 60s and 70s it gave a picture but again more data the better the picture that you can take from it so i decided to create three more indexes of 100 cards i called the first one golden age i hope you don't mind uh, me stealing that uh, that name there um, I, so i forgot to turn in my trademark uh, <laughs> paperwork so you're good all right so the golden age index has 100 cards from 1940 to 1959. So the 40s, there are some, but the main are, are in the 50s. So the 1940s to 1959. Then the 1960s index, if you can think of a cool name, I'm all for it. Uh, so I just did the 1960s index. How about the Another swinging 60s? Swinging 60s, that could be good. I'll, I'll make a note of that and for, for next time. Okay. Uh, 100 cards from 1960 to 69. And of course, then the 70s. Um, 100 cards from 1970 to 1979. Now to make things a little bit easier for me and it makes sense. The vintage 100 index has some, some good cards in it. And so I've taken those 100 cards and spread them out within the new indexes as well. And added in some cases, I added probably close to 75 cards, additional cards from that decade group. Um, so, all of them are PSA graded cards, and the data that I looked up was from VCP. And so real quick, just yeah. so maybe explain it a different way and clear it up, just in case people
0: don't understand. All the 100 cards from the index are in each respective uh, decade in yep. which you looked, and then you all we are, you've added a bunch of other cards from each of those periods. To get to 100 cards in each of those, so it's a it's an even larger sample size of cards. Uh, mm-hmm. You mentioned PSA. You're using what we commonly refer to as investor grade. I mean, not investor grade, collector grade. So mm-hmm. the decade num- numer- number of the decade equaling the numerical value of the grade of the card. Forties yep. are going to have fours, fifties are going to have fives, etc. Yep. With
1: um, one exception.
0: With one exception. Have the I see that. Top's yeah.
1: Mickey Mantle in there. There was no way I was going to have that as a five. (laughs) It It would would totally skew everything up. up. Yeah. So I used a one. Um, It's still going to weigh somewhat heavily, but it's one card out of 99 in that golden age index. So it'll have some influence, but not huge. Like it may, if I had included that in the vintage 100 index. Um, But um, so yeah, we went with collector grade. So just to give everyone an idea um those 5 years of data for these 3 new indexes I entered I calculated it approximately 12,000 data points. So I've been busy over the last 3 or 4 months.
0: <laughs> Dude, you've got to be excellent at 10 key now.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm the- looking at one screen. Look luckily I have a dual screen setup. One screen has the VCP and I'm and I'm doing it and I'm the other one has the spreadsheet and yeah.
0: But. anybody that doesn't use dual screen and I, it's funny because i don't have dual screen in my office here but at work i certainly do yep it changes your life and i i always thought that was a bunch of hooey and then i used it now like, yep okay i'm convinced so much better yeah. to work so love that that's a lot of data and you're a
1: trooper man i appreciate it so the next uh the next set of slides here and now i'm going to talk about this for those listening to the podcast It may not be as um, uh, impactful as those watching the video here, but I'm going to very quickly, in the interest of time here, go through all the cards that are included in these three new indexes. And for the ones that are uh, watching the video, the cards that have a sort of a red border or outline to them, those are the cards that are part of the original Vintage 100 Index. All right. So get it's the clicker so ready. Uh, I love all these cards. This is oh, I know. So cool. <laughs> I know. As as I was putting this together, I'm just like, oh, my God, these cards are so beautiful. It's the greatest um,
0: collection ever.
1: Yeah, right? <laughs> it is. I Yeah. People would be very envious of, of someone who had a, all those cards. Um, no all right. So we're going to start off with the 1940 Play Ball of Joe DiMaggio, Ted Williams from 41 Play Ball. Again, DiMaggio and Ted Williams. Then we get into the 48 Bowmans of Barra, Feller, Kiner, Musial, uh, Rizzuto, Shane Deist, uh, Slaughter, and Spawn. And the next one, now we're into the 49 Bowmans. We have Ashburn Campanella, Dobie, uh, Gil Hodges, Bob Lemon, Satchel Page, Pee Wee Reese, uh, Robin Roberts, Jackie Robinson, Duke Snyder, and Early Wynn. And I properly categorized the 1949 leaf. I put them as 1949, even though PSA and VCP have them as 48. But we're starting off with Stan Musial. Then we have the uh, Satchel Page, Jackie Robinson, and the Babe Ruth. Then for 1950 Bowman, we have the um, Don Newcomb, uh, uh, Jackie Robinson, Ted Williams. Then for 51 Bowman, Whitey Ford, Nellie Fox, Monty Irwin, the Mickey Mantle, and Willie Mays rookie cards. Then we move into 52 Bowman, Mantle, Mays, Musial. 52 Tops, Mantle, Eddie Matthews rookie card, Willie Mays, uh, Orlando Cipade, or sorry, Minnie Minoso's rookie card, Jackie Robinson, Hoyt Wilhelm. Then into the 53 Bowman, we have the combo card of Yogi Berra, Hank Bauer, and Mickey Mantle. Then Mickey Mantle's card and Stan Musial. We have the Pee Wee Reese. Then into the 53 tops, we have Mantle, Mays, Satchel Paige, Jackie Robinson, 54 Bowman, Mickey Mantle, uh, Willie Mays, Ted Williams. Then I went off the beaten path a little bit um, and went with the Dandy Mickey Mantle. Then the Red Heart, Mickey Mantle, and Stan Musial. Those two cars, especially for the, the Red Heart, they're very popular cars for those two players in, in the decades it. of the 50s. Yep. Uh, then 54 tops went with the Hank Aaron rookie card. Ernie Banks rookie card, K-Line rookie card, Ted Williams card number one and 250. Then in 55, Bowman, we went with the Mantle and Mays. Then 55 tops, we have Aaron, Clemente, Carew, Kofax. Not Carew, Killebrew. Killebrew, yeah. Clemente, <laughs> Killebrew, and <Koufax. laughs> Uh Willie Mays, Jackie Robinson, and Ted Williams. Then for 56, we have the, the Luis Aparicio rookie card, the Mickey Mantle, Willie Mays, Jackie Robinson, Ted Williams. Then in 57, we have Hank Aaron, the Jim Bunning rookie card, Don Drosdale, rookie card, Mickey Mantle. Then the combo uh, Yankees power hitters of Mantle and Barra. Then the Willie Mays, Bill Mazeroski, rookie Brooks Robinson, Frank Robinson rookie cards, and the Ted Williams. In 58, we have the Aaron. We have the World Series batting foes of Mantle and Aaron. Love that card. Yeah, Uh, Orlando Cepeda's rookie card, the Mantle. Mantle all-star card. That's the popular card in that set of course the Roger Maris rookie card as well then we finish it up here with the Willie Mays and Ted Williams and then for 59 Hank Aaron Bob Gibson rookie card Mickey Mantle the Mickey Mantle all-star card and Willie Mays so that makes up the golden age index
0: let me ask you a question for those listening or those watching obviously if you're listening or and you heard Mantle's name a lot Ted Williams, Willie Mays, Hank Aaron. Um, is there a reason why? And I, I think I know the reason, but I want to hear you
1: explain it. It's so loaded with those types of players. Yeah. I, I went, and again, it it's subjective somewhat. And there are some oh, yeah. cards that you may say, well, you know, why did he add that? Or or especially maybe when we get to the 60s and 70s, why didn't you include this card? One. I'm limited to a hundred. Okay. I wanted to keep the index to a hundred one. And then two, I, I basically went with the the more popular players in the hobby, the ones that, that have the most interest, the ones that, you know, if you were if you were to probably rank the, 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 the players in terms of the hobby, not necessarily how great of a baseball player they were, but in terms of the hobby, um, What cards do collectors want? And it's the mantles, the mazes, the um, Hank Aaron's, you know, those types of of players. And so that's sort of where I tended to go with. Um, And also rookie cards as well. You'll see some scattering. And that's mainly what the Vintage 100 index was made up of Hall of Fame rookie cards. So, like, well, why Jim Bunning? Well, it's a Hall of Fame rookie card. And there's an attraction to collectors wanting. Hall of Fame rookie cards as well. There's registry sets and all that stuff. So that's sort of, did I get it right? Probably not. You can let us know in the comments if I, you know, if I had a major omission. Uh, But those are the ones that I went with.
0: I think you did a great job selecting them. Uh, It's, look, you're going to pick the blue chips, Mm -hmm. right? And if to use a stock analogy most indexes are the blue chips. And so it just makes sense that plus these are tracked. These are, there's more transactions in these cards. You're going to have better data, right? Yep. Um, I, I, the only glaring omission I see in all 100 cards is I would have somehow included the 41 play ball Wee Reese rookie, mm. um, mm. in the 41 play ball. And, to have another forties card and maybe get rid of, you don't really want to get rid of any cards in the, in the mega index, but that would, you know, Wee Reese, not a hugely popular hobby guy, but he's got multiple cards in this set in this index already. Yeah. But that 41 play ball Reese would be one. I would say would, uh, was just instantly. I thought of, I wonder why that's not in there. So yeah, just,
1: yeah, that, yeah, that's, that's a, that's a valid point. Um, so, just yeah. maybe you yep. get rid
0: of one of the Mantle All Stars and add that card. That could uh, be, yeah, down the road. But again, that's very little criticism for me. I do I,
1: I love it. Let's let's keep going. Yep. All right. So into the nineteen sixties index. Uh, obviously, starting with nineteen sixty, we have the Aaron, uh, Ernie Banks, Clemente, Jim Cott rookie, Sandy Koufax, Mickey Mantle, Willie Mays, uh, the Willie McCovey rookie. Stan Musial, and the Kari Yastrzemski rookie card. Those look so cool together. Yeah. (laughs) They really do. Into 61, we have the Aaron Banks, Clemente, Koufax, Mantle, uh, the Mantle MVP. Uh, That's a personal favorite of mine, so that's why I I included that. Um, The Juan Marichal rookie, Willie Mays, Stan Musial, and Ron Santo, Billy Williams rookie cards. In 62, we have Aaron Banks, the Lou Brock, rookie card let me interject
0: real quick a point you just because you said something that hey i put the mantle in there that mvp because it's a personal favorite i i doubt changing all these you know you can again nitpick the choices it's just meant to show a trend right and so (laughs) i think it's important for people not to get too hung up on the cards we're now showing a lot more or you're now gonna be tracking a lot more cards in the three different indexes, 300 cards instead of 100. So if let's say 10 of them, or would somebody would change out and not agree with, it's not gonna really move the needle that much. I would not think so.
1: Probably not. You're right. Yeah.
0: So I'm just trying to not throw too much shade. And I just, I'm sorry. I just love looking at this page of all this cool. Okay.
1: All right, uh, continuing on the 62, we have the Clemente, Koufax, Mantle, Maris, uh popular card because of the previous year with the 61 home runs. Uh, Willie Mays, Stan Musial, Gaylord Perry, rookie. Then in 63, Aaron Banks, Clemente. Now, this is an interesting one. Again, I put it in there, the 62 home run leaders, one card, five Hall of Famers. Really so cool. So I think that's a fairly popular card in that expensive, set. expensive, actually. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh then Koufax, Mantle, and Mays. And ending with Musial, uh, the Tony Oliva rookie, the Pete Rose rookie, and the Willie Stargell rookie. So that rounds out 63. Then in 64, the Hank Aaron rookie, the uh, Dick Allen rookie card. Uh, that's part of the 100 index. Uh, we put him in there, even though he's not on the Hall of Fame. I think when we put the index together, there's a good chance that we thought that he was going to be in the hall of fame. So that's why that card is included. Uh, just for some context there, uh, Ernie Banks, uh, Roberto Clemente, Koufax, Mantle, Mays, the Phil Necro rookie, uh, the second year Pete Rose card. And then starting 65, we have Aaron Banks, uh, the Steve Carlton rookie card, Clemente, uh, Catfish Hunter rookie card, Koufax, Mantle, Mays, the Joe Morgan rookie card, the Tony Perez rookie card, another Pete Rose, again, big hobby favorite. Um, and then going into 66, we have Aaron and Banks. The, the triple 1965 batting leaders, you have Clemente, Aaron, and Mays, another big card in the 66 set with those three Hall of Famers, uh, the Roberto Clemente, the Fergie Jenkins rookie card, uh, Koufax, Mantle, Mays, Jim Palmer rookie card, uh, the Pete Rose, Don Sutton rookie. Then in 67, we have uh, Aaron Banks, the Rod Carew rookie card, Clemente, Mantle, Mays, Rose, Seaver rookie card. Then in 68, Aaron Banks, Bench rookie, Clemente, the Superstars card of Killebrew, Maze and Mantle, another big. Uh, combo card uh, in the in the 68 set, then Mantle and Maze. And wrapping 68 up with Rose, the Ryan rookie, and Tom Seaver's second-year card, his first solo card. Then in 69, we have the Aaron Banks-Clemente, uh, the Raleigh Fingers rookie, Reggie Jackson rookie, the Mantle, the, the more common yellow name uh, version of the Mantle, Uh, May's Rose and Ryan's, uh, first solo card. Any thoughts on the sixties there? Love it. Love it. And And I, I, I,
0: nothing came to mind. I love that you included a couple of the more popular, uh, leaders cards. That was really cool. And, uh, yeah, let's keep trucking. You're doing all right. It. This yep, awesome. let's get
1: moving here so we can actually get into some of the data here into the 70s index. Here, uh, for 1970, we have Aaron Banks, Bench, Clemente Jackson, Willie Mays, Thurman Munson rookie card, Rose Ryan Seaver. Um, then in 71, we have Aaron Banks, Bench, Blylevin rookie card, Clemente, Reggie Jackson, Mays, the awesome Thurman Munson uh, card, Pete Rose, Nolan Ryan. Tom Seaver, and the Ted Simmons rookie card. In 72, we have Aaron Bench-Clemente, the Fisk rookie. Then the Reggie Jackson, Willie Mays, Thurman Munson, Pete Rose, Nolan Ryan. Then moving into 73, uh, Aaron Bench-Clemente, the Dwight Evans rookie card, Uh, the uh, Goose Rich Gossage rookie card, uh, Jackson, Mays, Munson, Rose—the uh, all-time home run leaders with Babe Ruth, Hank Aaron, and Willie Mays. I think that's card number one in the '73 set. Yes, yes. Yep. Uh, the Ryan card, Schmidt rookie. Then in '74, we have the Hank Aaron home run king card. Bench, Jackson, Al line. I put that in there because it's his last playing days card. Uh, Some of popular card when you're collecting hall of famers to collect their last playing days card. So I threw that one in that one can be up for debate, but nonetheless, I, I stuck it in there. Uh, Munson, Dave Parker, rookie card, Rose, Ryan Schmidt's second year card. And the Dave Winfield rookie card. Then in 75, I went with the Aaron bench, Brett, rookie, uh, Gary Carter rookie, Bob Gibson's last playing day card, Reggie Jackson. Eh, I mm, up for debate as well. Uh, I went with one of the MVP uh, cards from 1957 that shows Mantle and Aaron. Uh, I thought that was a, a cool card to have those two uh, 57 tops cards of those two players shown on that uh, MVP card, that subset there. Then I went with Munson, the Jim Rice rookie card, Rose Ryan, and Robin Young rookie. Then in 76, the Hank Aaron, uh, the home run record card, and then his base card as well. Then the bench, Brett Eckersley rookie, Reggie Jackson, Thurman Munson, Rose, the sporting news all-time all-stars of Babe Ruth, Nolan Ryan. Then getting into 77, we have the bench, the Andre Dawson rookie card, Mark Fidrich, the bird. Um, That's a popular card in that set. Uh, The Reggie Jackson, Thurman Munson, Dale Murphy, uh, rookie card, Rose, Ryan, Bruce Suter, rookie card. Then into 78, we had Bench, Jackson, uh, then the Molitor Trammell, rookie card, the Jack Morris, rookie card, Thurman Munson, Eddie Murray, rookie, Pete Rose, Nolan Ryan, and Sweet Lou Whitaker's rookie card. Then finishing it up with 79, we have Bench, Jackson, Munson, Rose, Ryan, Ozzy Smith rookie card. And even though it's not part of the 70s, we had it part of the Vintage 100 Index. We had to include the 1980 Ricky Henderson rookie card. So that's the 70s index.
0: There's a sneaky card that I've been discovering is sneaky, popular, and expensive. Is the Dusty Baker, Don Baylor rookie card in 71. hmm uh, that might be one to throw in there somehow. Figure out something that could be that's, that you were less excited about. Sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. Might look at the data on that. Lots of Thurman Munson. I like that.
1: He's, yeah. That's. I have to be honest. That's sort of a. That's a home personal pick. favorite. I know. I know yeah. there are a lot of Thurman Munson fans out there. A lot believe that he should be in the Hall of Fame. So that's why I, I went with Munson. Again, someone I'm sure could say maybe Ray from Philly. Where's Schmidt? Where's Schmidt? But. Again, I had I had to pick, there were some ones I included and some I didn't, you know, I-, I couldn't include all the Hall of Famers or all the major stars, so. Right. All right, let's actually get to the numbers here. Um, so this is for the Vintage 100 Index, the, the original index that we uh, put together. Uh, last time we did this was in October of last year and the index, which uh, revised, when I do this data entry, Every once in a while, VCP sticks in a. Oh, by the way, here is another entry that we pulled at just at the end of the month, and then I missed it from the last time. So the revised doesn't change a whole lot, but it, just to be upfront, it did change slightly uh, to one thousand one hundred and seventeen and change. So basically, what that means is, for the Vintage One Hundred Index, the average price of a card of those one hundred cards was $1,117. So that's what the quote unquote index means. So to take it a step further, if you wanted to buy all 100 in October, 2023, it would have cost you 111,000 bucks. Yes. Good way of, of, of restating that as well. Yes. (laughs) $111,000. So to buy a hundred cards, that's not very many. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. Um, you, you'll, you'll see once we get to the 60s and 70s index, how that sort of becomes eh, somewhat reason more reasonable, let's just say. Right. Uh, so this same index in January of 2024. Now, again, it's also good to, to keep in mind or to rem- remind people that have been watching these. When I say index for January, 2024, we're in January. So the data is as of. December 31st, 2023. We're calling it January because uh, that's when I'm entering the data for. So it, it it's like the month prior to. I know it's somewhat confusing, but it's the best that we can sort of come up with in terms of calculating what, what date we're referring to. Right. So January, it went down to 1,048 and change. So in the last three months, the index, the average price per card went down 6%. And since just for the Jan- quarter. Just for what? that quarter. Yeah, just, just for, for that, quarter. that quarter. For the whole year, going back to January 2023, the cards in the index on average went down 15%. My laundry's done. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't sure whether that was
0: me or you. <laughs> Just as yes, my laundry's done, we, Hey, I can't just be a conch. I got to do real life stuff, you know, yep. yep. can't just sit around talking vintage 100 indexes, but yeah. Uh, crazy that it's down 15%. And I would say from a practical standpoint, I see that.
1: Yeah. And, and I think a lot of people, a lot of collectors would see that they're, they're starting, maybe not great bargains, but they're starting to see maybe some more deals out there that, okay, I'm not having to pay more and more. Oh, I got a deal on this one. I got a good deal on that one. And it's that softening that that the data shows that I think people or collectors are actually seeing. Yeah. All right. Now we're going to get even more geeky. We're into graphs now. Um, and th- this just, when we first did this index, um, that spike that you see right in the middle of the graph in early 2021, like the third and fourth month of 2021, that just put into visual perspective what everyone was dealing with during the height of covid we had all this money flooding in and people were just buying cards and prices were going through the roof and that clearly shows what was taking place there and then the following months the drop-off and since that drop-off it's been okay where where are things gonna go and it's been sort of a roller coaster ride since then, um, I, I keep referring in past uh, episodes of, are we going to find a floor? Is, is there going to be a certain point where it looks like it stabilizes, and then we maybe revert back to the not the prices, but the trend of 2019, where you normally think vintage, the stock analysis, the granny stocks, the the, the big stocks, not the high growth stocks like the you know Amazon or you know you name it. Um, the ones that you you hold and over time go up in value, but nothing crazy. We haven't seen that yet since right. since the start of 2022. We haven't reached that point where prices seem to be stabilized. Okay, we're at a at a new normal, if you want to call it that, and then steady growth from there. We're we're still seeing some pushdown in in prices
0: yeah, and it and it bucks the trend line, right? the the line going right through the middle is a yep. regression line, linear regression line, which in math speak just means a trend line. Mm-hmm. And uh, that you know we're still below the trend line, which means typically you'll stay down there. I think we'll I think we're going to stay here for a while, yeah, if not go down further.
1: yep. So now we have the same chart, but for the golden age index. Now, if, if you noticed it going from one to the other, it, it looks like everything moved up. That's just the scale, okay? So keep that in mind. But with the golden age, so now we're dealing with cards from the 40s and 50s. You still, still see that big spike in uh, early 2021 and it going down. But then there's a little bit of a rebound and it started to go following that, that trend line that you see going through the graph there. And then you got to the end of 2022 and that's when you see it just starting to really start softening and go back down. Uh, you're probably talking, uh, the average price, maybe $3,200 down to about the uh, 2750 right. somewhere around there. Um, that's a decent drop per average price. Sure. Um, I don't know. It, it, it and again, looking at early twenty twenty three, it looked like okay, maybe it's going to start going up again, and then it just fell off. Now, yep. we we've talked about like, well, what factors are out there? What what what's in play? There's still a demand for these cards, okay, but is it people's disposable income? Is it more of a macroeconomic issue? People have you know inflation. People are worried about hey. Can I pay the mortgage and car bill and food? I'm gonna to have to you know cut back on my hobby budget. So when there's less dollars chasing the cards, then prices tend to go down. Um, so that whole supply-demand, the, the the supplies out there in vintage, the supply is the supply. Okay. Now, not many maybe put up for sale, some are in collections that I'm not selling and stuff, but generally speaking, the supply is out there. If you want a 1958. Tops Mickey Mantle, you can find one, sure. Okay, um, so it's not, hey, suddenly there's a gluttony of 58 tops Mickey Mantles. Um, I don't Driving think much has changed on supply, it's the demand. Yep,
0: I totally agree. Uh, here's the
1: 60s, yeah, now here's the, the same 60. kind of thing, yeah, yeah. well. A little bit different, though, if you notice that it had the spike in early 2021, all right, the dip following it wasn't as dramatic. Then it went back up and hit a new high in early 2022. So it, it had that big rush like all the other cards. Then it came down. Then it came back up again, then down. And then it, again, it tried to find a new level there and has since dropped off. And I have a theory about it, but I don't I want to get your thoughts on maybe what, what we're seeing here for 60s cards.
0: My theory would be uh, I mean, if you look at what the index scale is on the left, they were already relatively cheap to the 50s and they looked like a more attractive option as the 50s cards got out of reach. Mm-hmm. And so people started saying, Well, I'll move on to the next decade for a little while. And that increased demand from a lower demand for the high prices of the fifties just made these cards more popular, more in demand.
1: I did. That's where I was going as well. You had, I think with the initial and you can say whether it was the government checks that you were getting during COVID this or that or whatever, more money was coming in and what was being purchased or collected, invested in whatever you want to say. Um, it was the, the big name 50 cards, I think that had those were the the shiny cards that people wanted to buy. And it bumped those prices up dramatically. Then, as you said, after that died down a little bit, the budget, I think the big money went to the 50s. Then, as you said, the smaller money then started saying, "Hey, I, OK, I can't afford these crazy prices now for some of these 50s cards. Let me take a look at 60s. It's the same thing of if you take an individual card and you'd really like a PSA six, but the PSA six is now out of your budget. Well, what do you do? You look for a five or a four, right? It's to say whether it's a 52 mantle or a 69 Nolan Ryan. All right. At one point you may have been, your budget may have allowed a certain grade, but then through different circumstances, through either that card going up past your means you look at lower grades. Same thing I think here we're seeing with the different decades.
0: It could also be a combination of what we're talking about. And over time, this is kind of, this is a funny view of shifting hobbyists. Through 2021, they were buying all the 50s cards they wanted and they just kind of shifted and moved on to the 60s, not because of maybe prices, but because I already have all those now That's, I'm going to go after those 60s. That, 60 could, that cards. could
1: be another factor as well. Yeah, yeah. they gone. I mean, they, they went through the 50s, 40s, and 50s that they want, and now let's now they're after the 60s, and yeah, it could trickle it, down to the 70s we'll, as we'll see. Yeah. And and so you have this again, multi-factor
0: pressure um, potentially. Again, we're we're theorizing here.
1: Obviously, we don't. We, we'd love to know what you know in the comments. Yeah. Uh, 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 for those uh, watching the video here on YouTube what your thoughts are in, in this data that you're seeing, maybe you have a, an insight that we haven't even thought about. Right. Okay. Seventies, seventies. All right. You, you, for the seventies, you don't see the, it went up, but you don't see that big spike. It, 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 it hit a high and then stayed there for a little bit, went down, then again, reached another peak in that just sort of like the 60s in that early to mid 2022. And then it's been slowly going down since. Now, again, as you pointed out in the 60s, take a look on the left-hand side at the dollar amounts we're talking about here. We're, we're not talking about huge dollar amounts that the height of the index is a $200 card. So we're talking at the most, maybe $160 card at the height. And now it's maybe down to around 130. Okay, so it's... Right. <laughs> when it gets to dollar values, you're not talking huge gaps here, just because they're they're 70s cards and they're less expensive. All right, Uh, we're almost at the, the, the end here. What I did was since we have five, four years of data, I decided to look at the now the four indexes and see what the percentage change was for the five years. So for 2019, looking at that full 12 month period, For the vintage 100 index, it was up seven and a half. Then you see it spike up 51% growth and then another 55%. Then in 2022, it was down two and a half. And then that, as I stated earlier, that 15% uh, drop. Golden age actually had a higher uh, increase in 2019, higher increase in 2020, almost 67% increase in 2021. But then it's pulled back more in 2020, about uh, not just under 10%, and then another 7.5% in 2023. Um, for 1960s, really in 2019, there really wasn't much change in the index for cards from the 60s. It just held its own. Uh, 2020, though, saw an 82%, increase, almost 83%. Then another 26% increase in 2021, not much of a back down in 2022, but then uh, 11.5% drop in 2023. And then finally for the 1970s, 17% increase in 2019, followed by a 75% increase, a 38% increase, really no change for the index for the 1970s for 2022. It started where it started and ended. There was movement in between, but pretty much flat. Uh, in 2023, a somewhat similar 11% drop in price, but in which is going to lead into the next and final slide, percentages are deceiving because you, you get, say, a card from the 70s that goes from $20 to $27. Well, that's a big increase. Percentage wise, yes. Percentage wise, not dollar wise. But you take a card from the fifties that goes up, you know, three, four hundred dollars. That, that's a significant increase dollar wise, but maybe not percentage. All right. So here's where I actually said, let's let's look at the dollar. And then when I say dollar change, remember the index represents the average price of a card in that index. So for the Vintage One Hundred Index in 2019, the average card went up by 38 bucks. Not bad. 2020 went up by $277 per card on average. In 2021, $454 increase in the average price of a card in that index.
0: And that vintage 100 includes the 70s cards. It includes the 70s cards. So it would be even more dramatic in the
1: 50s and 60s. We'll we'll see here in the golden age. And when when we go in those individual indexes, yes. Yeah. In 2022, the average card went down 32 bucks, sort of wiping out what you saw in 2019. And then in 2023, uh, the average went down by like 190 bucks per card. So there's that, this I think is even more important than the percentages. The percentage, okay, it's, it's good to look at and stuff, but this is where the rubber meets the road in terms of actual dollar, how much you have to spend for a card. Yep. And that's where you see the changes here. So for the golden age, so again, these are the 40s and 50s cards. In 2019, the average card went up by just under hundred bucks. In 2020, $646. In 2021, the average card in that index went up by over $1,200 per card on average. Just, just crazy. 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 And
0: then we saw that. I mean, I remember that, right? Anybody listening that was in the hobby then, you know, this is reality. We all experienced it.
1: Yeah. And in 2022, we saw a pullback of $300, which is good, and another $200 in 2023. But not even, even those two years don't even, you know, take away the increase in 2020, let alone the huge increase in 2021. Yeah. Then for the 60s, we have, Again, fairly flat six dollar change in 2019, up $128. Now, again, for a card from the 1960s, that's fairly significant. For sure. Uh, 2021, 74 bucks. Still, you can feel it a little bit. Uh down six bucks in 2022, and then 40 bucks in 2023. And then for cards from the 70s, we have a nine percent increase in 2019 on average, $9. an increase of $44 yeah. in 2020, another roughly $40 in 2021, zero. I mean, like flat, like the, the average price starting 2022 was $143 and it ended, the average was $143. <laughs> uh, and in 2023, we saw a pullback of $16 per card. So percentages, those, those crazy percentages for the 70s equate to less than 50 bucks up or down. For any given year.
0: I want to go back to the golden age real quick because yeah. I think it's important to understand compounding, right? Mm-hmm. And the the idea is that well, it's up 1250. That's not from the beginning, that's just from the previous year. So you yeah, if you add all those up from the from 2019 to 20 to the end of 2021, you were paying eleven hundred dollars a card to thirty one hundred dollars a card two thousand dollars a card difference yeah it went up that year 1250 but you tack on the 646 and the 92 from the previous. you know it's a cumulative effect of just significantly more dollars
1: to buy these cards Mm -hmm. each card you know it's a big deal Yep. and of course i decided to start my vintage collection in mid 2020 (laughs) yeah Great timing. Great Perfect. timing, John. Right Great at timing. the top. Yes. By so I can definitely low. feel that pinch and t- which is why, actually, which is why I started in the 1970s. I didn't yeah. try to go after those 50s cards. I'm like, let me go after the the 1980s, 79, 78, 77s, because those weren't seeing as much of a crazy increase. It was seeing some, but not like the 60s or 50s.
0: Sure. Uh, all right. We'll do some final thoughts and takeaways here let me uh, remove this and wow i mean first of all great job on all the data uh great card selection i think it's tons of data this is a lot to absorb this is one of those videos that i think people will watch multiple times or rewind certain parts that they want to hear and listen again Uh, you did an amazing job explaining everything and, and going through the data uh lots of data there but my overall takeaway and big picture thing is card prices are softening across the board whether it's 40s and 50s 60s 70s you're seeing the vintage world uh soften it's just the best word i can use for it i don't want to say cratering or because it's not you know
1: crashing down It's, it's right yeah but and uh again
0: for a guy like me that's still accumulating cards great uh yeah. the cheaper the better I, i'll take them all for a dollar if somebody would sell them I,
1: I, I can start looking at some 50s maybe late 50s but some 50s cards to add to my collection where in the last couple of years no
0: right and it's so it's it's good for the collector uh i i again if you're a guy that bought all these cards in the height of it and paid relatively top dollar pricing for everything I'm one of those guys John that I once I buy a card I don't really care anymore it's yeah. it's kind of sunk
1: cost to me you know it, that money's spent and and I'm not looking to sell so I'm not taking a loss right because I'm not selling and, and yeah I only I, I do a recap and it you, you do it as well uh you know the top 50 most valuable cars in our collection it, it's just to, to put a list together. That's the only time I even look up where those prices, just, just right. to see how they rank in my collection. Really, that's all it is, is just to determine ranking. I look at a card, I'm like, okay, it's worth that. Okay, fine. And I put it back in my <laughs> in my box, you know? And, yeah,
0: but I don't want people to feel bad because there's plenty of cards that I look back and I got, relatively speaking, screaming deals on. You know, the longer you're in this hobby. Mm-hmm and I'm mainly talking to the people that are relatively new to vintage patience is your best friend because I've always said today's high prices are tomorrow's discounts. And I still, even today think that's true Mm -hmm. that over time, not tomorrow, not next week, but prices will start. We will see a, a, a turn in that. Uh, trend line, we will, or not the trend line, just the data points will start turning and, and start an upward trend. Uh, eventually, cards will be worth more than they were in 2021 at some point down the road. It, that's pretty fair to say based on history. And you just got to be patient. All the cards you paid a lot for, you'll make it up on other cards that you get cheaper now and that go up in value and you'll end up okay. Uh, we all have, I have cards that I paid that I'm underwater on technically on paper right mm-hmm. uh, if I was to try to sell them now I would lose money from what I purchased them at but you know, I don't lose any sleep over it
1: yeah it, it's 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 the expansion of the uh famous phrase that uh, uh, I think uh, Eric uh, uh, those back pages is never a bad time to buy a Hank Aaron rookie card right it, it, extrapolate throughout this whole index or even vintage cards as a whole if you're a collector, and your purpose is to, to, to build a collection. Yeah, maybe occasionally sell some stuff if you want to go in a different direction to, to, to fund that and stuff. But if you're primarily a collector and not in it to try to make money, it's never a bad time to, to you know add to your collection, whatever that may entail.
0: Yeah, you do the best you can in the moment, given the circumstances that exist, and you try to make the best deal you can. And, and then... Say all right, next card. You know, um, that's a great I think thing to end on. We've given people we've hosed them with a ton of data. Yep, take your time going through this. People if you enjoy it. Go back and listen to parts or sections that really interest you. Please leave us comments. Uh, John and I would love to hear what you guys think uh, about the analysis and just would love to hear your opinion on takeaways from the things that you saw here today. Yep. And, and there's,
1: uh, there's, there's nothing to say that I can't tweak uh, you know, as you uh, maybe brought up here, a, a card or two in one of the indexes, it's not the end of the world. It's not that much for me to, to take one out and add five years of data for one card, switch it out. So it's not that, you know, owners, it's not like, Oh, sorry, it's, it's set and you can't do right. anything about it. So we can have that conversation offline, maybe do a couple uh, tweaking here and there. And and move on from there. So
0: good deal. Well, John, thanks so much for the work uh putting this together. I hope you everybody out there enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed it, John. Doing it. It's probably fascinating to see all the numbers come together and what story they're telling as you're putting them in. Uh that's gotta be satisfying and it's awesome work. Thank you.
1: Yeah. my, my my, it's labor of love. I just I, I love this. Yeah. Sure. Well,
0: everybody, thanks so much for listening uh, this week, Golden Age of Cardboard. We'll talk to you guys soon, and uh, stay tuned for an episode next week. Keep collecting.